You're listening to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 16, Accepting Abundance. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. my friend welcome or welcome back to the show i'm so excited to have you here today it took me a while to figure out what it was i was going to talk about on today's episode there were so many different topics i wanted to cover but it kept coming back to abundance abundance talk to them about abundance Lindsay. and when i get those messages i know that's where i need to go now if i sound a little different today i am recording from my local library in one of the study rooms on a saturday the day before the podcast is to be released It has been a crazy few weeks around here, and the only way I was gonna get this done was to go to the library, put my head down, and do it. But I've already tested some sound things. I know it sounds a little different. It sounds probably like I'm in a bigger room, because normally I actually record in my master bedroom closet to get the best sound quality possible. But today, I'm getting it done, so you might need to turn me up a little bit, and the uh, levels may not be perfect, but I promise you this content today is amazing and incredible, and you will want to listen. All right, so let's talk about accepting abundance. First off, why did I feel called to this episode? Well, I have been working a lot in my own life about accepting abundance. Things are really good in my life, like so good, I don't even know where to go from here kind of thing. I've talked about it a couple of times on the show. I recently had a birthday, I turned 35, and for some reason it felt like a milestone birthday. And I think it did because when I was about 24, 25, I was looking at my life, it felt like a complete hot mess, like I'd totally gone off the train that I was going on of what society told me to do because that was about the age I had my daughter and I wasn't married and I was feeling really incomplete in my career and I ended up leaving HR and closing my dance studio a few years after that so again it was like my life is in shambles and then I ended up having a divorce with their dad by the time I was 28 so things are getting real bad real nasty even though at 25 I had this intention of okay things are going off track but I am going to figure out what it is that makes life amazing and I had these ideas of things like find my ideal career have my dream family feel these certain emotions instead of feeling stuck in my emotions all the time heal some of this past pain start to create some financial abundance I had all of those things and now at 35 I have them and I think where do I go from here it feels really weird and feel it feels really really crazy because at some point it just felt like it was going to be so far away and it wasn't and I really have coaching to think for that N- no joke um, even if I wasn't a coach I would be saying that okay so anyways I'm at a place now life is really good I'm looking around thinking what's next what is it that I want to create in the next 10 years because When I sit down and think about what it is I want to create, it happens. 
So where are we gonna go from here? So from that, I'm taking in a lot of the abundance. And some of that, to be honest with you, is financial abundance. My business this past year, I went in saying, okay, I just wanna create some momentum again. I had taken a year off with my son, and even the year before that, I was getting married and stuff, and so I didn't feel completely in my business all the way, and it felt like I had taken two years off. And if you've heard other podcasts, I've said that, oh, I took two years off. We're really on the calendar, it was one year, but two years feels like mentally, all right? So this past year I said, I'm gonna go in and just create opportunity again and dig myself out of a financial hole of not working, because I created some debt from that, and I paid that off within a few months. And then from that, things have just kind of blown up bigger than I thought. Now it's not like huge big up blow up. I'm not making six, seven figures like all these other people like to, to say, but I have a really great work-life balance. I work maybe 20 hours a week and I make more money than I ever made in a corporate job. And that's not just bringing in money. That's like money I'm taking as my salary money. So overall, I'm pretty darn happy with that. And if it gets bigger and when it gets bigger, great. But again, 24, 25 year old Lindsay is like, you are incredible woman, how did you do this? So with that, let me get to my point here. So much great abundance is coming my way. And even this past weekend, I traveled to San Antonio, Texas, which is just a few hours from me, but it was the first time I really traveled for my work. And I got to go and uh, lead one of my strength soiree workshops to some incredible women with a women's group there called Flores or Femme. And the leader of that group, her name is Hannah. She was a dream to work with, just so professional, so giving, so put together. I mean, it, it was just like my dream partnership. And what was so interesting is after that great event, I started to find myself blocking abundance. And I've been starting to find myself blocking abundance in other ways of my life. I've mentioned a couple times in the show that my husband and I have had some little tiffs lately, which has been out of character for us. And I'm starting to find that it's not his fault per se, it's mine. Because I'm creating crap out of nowhere. Again, I'm trying to block abundance because my brain doesn't know what life is like here in this crazy awesome world. So um, I wanna talk to you about it today in ways that you could be blocking abundance because no matter if you're in a journey where life is really crappy right now to where life is really great, it's likely you're blocking abundance in some way and it's something you need to be aware of and something that I wanna teach you how to overcome, okay? So these are some of the things that I'm doing or have done and I'm even working with a group of clients right now I'm having them read a book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, which is one of my favorite books of all time. Go get it, it's great, it's a quick and easy read. And in that he talks about something he calls upper limit problems and how when something great happens to us, it kind of throws off our energy, even if it's in a great way, and our mind starts to feel scared of, ooh, this is new territory, I don't know what to do here, I need to go back to feeling the same way I'm always used to feel because that's comfortable, and so we'll self-sabotage. So for example, it could be something as little as someone gives you an amazing compliment, you have a great day at work, and you get home and get in an accident on the way home. And you think, wow, what bad luck, I just had a great day. Or something that happened recently to a client of mine. I had her go do some of the exercises they do in one of the programs, which is can be very mind-blowing um, to do those exercises in the few hours that they do it. And afterwards, she started leaving her lunch at home, and she forgot to wear deodorant, and she just had a bad day because of that after that high. So she was self-sabotaging, in essence, to get back to that feeling of feeling crappy again. 
So again, we're all doing this. We've got to be aware of it. We've got to be mindful of it. So as I said, over the weekend, I had this great workshop with Flores or Femme in San Antonio. Everything went well. I loved working with Hannah. And it was such a high vibe. I could feel it in my body of, woo, this is a lot. Because even though those workshops, I'm not helping someone in the depth of changing their lives. It's very kind of surface level of here's your Clifton strengths. Let's start to change them. Because really, I love the depth. That's where I get to really make changes in someone's life. But many times that's in a small group setting and I'm on the phone with somebody or even just on a video. It's not where I'm in a room with many, many women at one point um, where they're all kind of high vibe achieving women. I've partnered with somebody who is definitely a high vibe achieving woman. And it was just a lot for me to take in. So afterwards, I found myself doing things like just wanting to be in my hotel room alone. And I found myself wanting to watch things that brought my energy down significantly to get me back to that kind of equal or normal or trusted, I don't know what you want to call it, my my normal state of mind. So what did I have to do after that high vibe event? I watched a flipping documentary on the Unabomber. I mean, there's no way that I wasn't trying to self-sabotage in that because I couldn't take in the abundance. And luckily, I'm self-aware enough to know, oh my goodness, I'm blocking myself from abundance because I could have gone out. I could have done so many other things and just kept living the life of that abundance, but I couldn't take it in. So that was great awareness for me to start to uh, realize this about myself and change it. All right. So again, I want to teach you six ways in which you may be blocking abundance in your life and how to fix that. All right, let's jump in. So number one is a very simple way and a very simple one to start to fix. And that is just not accepting compliments, gifts, or any abundance heading your way. And I see this so much with women, especially. Someone gives them a compliment. Hey, you did great on that presentation. Oh yeah, but I messed up on that one part. Man, you have a great rocking outfit today. Oh yeah, but you know, look at my butt. <laughs> or, you know, they just compliment something and for whatever reason they can't take it. They have to find the criticism in it. I used to be so guilty of this and I will tell you, I'm still guilty of this, but here's what I've done to shift it. Someone sends something amazing my way. I just say, thank you. Thank you. Even if in my head I think, oh yeah, but I messed up the PowerPoint or oh yes, or da da da. I just say, thank you. Thank you. And usually I take a deep breath with it and say, wow, thank you. Even if somebody gives me a gift, there's so many times I'm thinking in my head, is this manipulative? Is this, you can't really afford this? You know, whoever the person is and what I'm feeling off of them. And I let that go and I just say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Because otherwise, why do I need to go in there in that headspace and think about what I'm not or what the person's trying to get from me or whatever that is? Let it go. Just take it in. Take in, take a deep breath to just soak it in that abundance, maybe just a little bit. And if it's something super duper big, like when my husband proposed to me, I remember, and he presented me with this beautiful ring. My ring, I think, is two and a half carats. I mean, uh, yeah. I was like, whoa. And I remember thinking in my head, oh my God, there's no way you can afford this. How did you pay for this? Did you pay for this in cash? Did you pay for it in credit? And I remember just taking and saying, Lindsay, just take in the moment. And I was just saying, thank you. You want to me? I would love to marry you. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. And it took me months on end of looking at my finger and being like, whoa, how did this happen? But I just kept saying to myself, take it in. 
take it in. And some of the tips I'm gonna give you today will help you kind of go deeper with that, but just the first thing to do, take a deep breath, say thank you. Got it? Got it, okay. Number two, a way that you could be blocking abundance is not caring for yourself with self-care. And if you follow me a lot, you know I'm preaching this all the time from the rooftops, but here's the thing. I see it so much in our society, they're not promoting self-care, despite everybody in the personal development world saying, take self-care. So my daughter, she goes to a Christian school and she goes to different Christian activities here and there. We're not, we're like sort of Christian, sort of not. Like I love Jesus. I love the whole thing about many aspects of Christianity. And there are some that it's just like, come on people. But the core of it is very, very good, right? Okay, so one of the things that I'm not that crazy about is always preaching put self or others before self. And I get the, the concept of it, but I think it's teaching the wrong message because that was something I was taught of others before self, others before self. Okay, I don't have any money, I'm gonna give it to somebody else. Okay, I don't have this, I'm gonna give it to somebody else. I'm gonna give more energy than I give to myself. And what happened is I was getting used, I was exhausted, I was broke, so many things. And it shifted when my coach taught me, we've gotta start taking self-care, Lindsay. You've gotta start taking care of yourself. At that point, I was sober now, I had just gotten the divorce, all that stuff. And I started to buy into it little by little, one hour a week of just taking time for myself up until I worked up to about eight hours per week. And let me tell you, it rocks my world. And I will tell you, many of the clients I work with, I teach them all these amazing tools for success. And I probably, I would guesstimate 25 to 30% of them say, Lindsay, the number one thing you taught me was taking self-care and I finally prioritized taking it and that was the thing that allowed everything else to fall into place. Taking self-care, oh my gosh, right? So you want two things that are filling you up and it doesn't have to be where you have to stop everything in your life to fill up your bucket. It's just saying, hey, I'm gonna be a priority too, right? So I'll give you some examples of how I do this. So I'm a busy mom, I've got two kiddos, I've got a business I'm running and everything else going on. If I'm in the car and I, I drive my daughter to activities all day long, Nine times out of 10, I'm listening to music that fills me up or a podcast, because those are things that are filling my bucket. If I'm making dinner, I may be drinking a little wine, maybe having some music on, again, filling my bucket. At the end of the day, before I'm connecting with my husband at night, be it talking or whatever, I am taking a bath, filling my bucket, because I gotta take a bath anyway. Might as well fill my bucket and do things simultaneously that will give me self-care. It doesn't mean I have to stop everything at all times and say, whoa, look at me. But it is something I have to get in. Otherwise, I'm not able to give. I am at such a better place now to be able to give so much more because I take care of myself. I really am living out what I consider the spiritual or Christian principles of putting others before myself in that it's meant to say, hey, give and give and give, but I give to myself actually first so that I can be a better servant to God, Jesus, the universe, whatever you wanna call it, all right? So I say, take that self-care, my friend. And I will tell you, this happened recently in my life of witnessing it from somebody else. I said, I went to San Antonio and I went to a blowout bar the night before because I wanted my hair to look great. I was so excited about the experience. Here I am, I have this, amazing event the next day. You know, typically when you go to a blowout bar, if you've been to one, it's a really fun thing. You know, most people in there are celebrating something or doing something fun. You get some champagne, 
and you watch something and it's a great thing. Well, I went in, my stylist had been working, I overheard her saying since 9 a.m., it was now 7 p.m., so she was tired and I get it, blow drying hair and doing hair all day is not the um, easiest thing. You're on your feet all day, it's hard work, I get that. Um, But she was just like in the worst of the worst moods. And I knew that it was probably because of self-care and some other things she may have going on. Um, and But at the same time, I, I deserved an amazing experience, right? So I ended up um, not leaving her as big of a tip as I would typically. Now she got a great tip. She wasn't going to get an amazing tip. And instead of going on Yelp and leaving an amazing review of what I do when I get great customer service, I actually left a real crappy review because I was that mad about it. So instead of her getting amazing abundance off of me, she got little to none, if not it it, it took away from her bucket. Um, so yeah, where are you doing that in life? Where are you not showing up the best? I mean, I, ca- I ca- catch myself all the time when I'm really tired. I'm not able to take an abundance of my kids. My daughter says, mommy, come cuddle with me. And I'm like, Isabella, I really can't cuddle right now. Mommy's so tired. I'm blocking that abundance of those precious few years I have left with her before she's a, a full-blown teenager. She's nine right now, or almost nine. But um, when I'm not taking enough self-care, that's what happens. Or, and you too. So take that self-care, my friend. Take care of yourself because then you're going to open your energy up to taking in abundance. You're going to connect more with people. You're gonna give better service to people no matter what you do in life. It's just gonna feel fun. So please take it, please, please, please. (laughs) Pretty please. (laughs) All right, so that was number two of a way you may be um, blocking abundance. Number three is not living in alignment with what I call your puzzle. So your puzzle is something I teach heavily in my course called Become Authentically Awesome. And I don't talk about this course that often because it's invitation only and it's only for my most advanced clients who get through my Become an Unstoppable Woman course. And most of them do get through that course and then they go on to this other course. But again, I don't talk about it publicly because you can't just join it until you do Unstoppable Woman. But in that course, we talk about this thing called your puzzle. And your puzzle are all the pieces of who you are that make you amazing and special. So things like your strengths, your values, your purpose, your passions, your um, way of thinking, your legacy, your admirations. I'm trying to think of all of them. But it's all these pieces that come together. And when you look at all your pieces and you see the patterns of it, it kind of slaps you in the face of, whoa, this is who I am. This is what I'm meant to do in the world. This is who I'm meant to be. Okay. So when it, when I did that on my own, cause this is something I created. It's only proprietary to me of the, doing this puzzle thing. Of course the assessments are, but the puzzle is, um, it was mind blowing. Right. And so from that, from that puzzle exercise, I've gotten to go live in my puzzle of what makes me me and what I'm here to do in the world. And so have many of my clients. And so um, when you're living in that space where things feel really good, you love what you're doing, you're in your strengths, people kind of get that awe effect sometimes of, wow, how are they so great? And I'm not saying people get that off me. I'm sorry if you're hearing like a car in the background. Uh, But anyways, I don't know that same people get off on me. I think 
I would hope some people do, but um, I know when people are really, really high performing, get to that really high level, they do get that. And then abundance just starts flooding, flooding, flooding their way of all of these opportunities, all this financial abundance. People are just loving them. You know, in the personal development space, this is happening right now for Rachel Hollis, two, I believe, number one New York Times bestsellers. She's having sold out events. People are just talking about her like crazy. What I think, I think Rachel Hollis is great. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just like, this is just a girl living in her puzzle. I mean, I can see all the pieces of her puzzle. I can see like her Enneagram 3. I can see this. I can see that. She's just figured out a way that makes it work for her. And people are trying to like be Rachel Hollis now. It's like, no, no, no. You can't be Rachel Hollis. Rachel Hollis has figured out her puzzle. you got to figure out yours, my friend. you got to figure out yours. So the first thing, if you don't know anything about yourself, is one of my favorite assessments is called the Clifton Strengths. Go take that assessment. It's only $19.99 to get your top five. You can find the information about your results online, or you can come to me. I have a course where I'll teach you all about it. You can do a one-on-one call with me while I'll teach you even more about it. And I can get you on that road if you just want to learn about your cliffs and strengths. If you want to learn about more about your puzzle, come start to take the coaching process with me. I always say it, but the first step is to go take my free coaching assessment to see if we're even right to fit together. It's lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-E, preston.com forward slash assessment to go do that. And we can start to figure out what it is that makes you amazing and special. Um, and now the reason I don't just teach people their puzzle right out of the gate is leading me into my next block, which is a way you're blocking abundance. And that is not finding and releasing your mental blocks. So this, because I don't teach the puzzle right out the gate is because people have too many mental blocks, even if they've done work with somebody else, because they have to do the work with me to get to the abundance of the puzzle. I know it's weird. I I promise it's not a marketing ploy. It's really that, and I've tried to do it. I've tried to teach people their puzzle on all about you calls, um, in essence. And what I find, so I'll follow up with those people and I'm like, okay, you know, you know the stuff, are are you doing it? No. Are you out there rocking the world? No. Uh, I mean, I really want to Lindsay, but it's just like all this stuff is happening or those, I'm like, oh my gosh, my friend, you have so many mental mind blocks. So what happens with mental mind blocks, it's just our brain has programmed things in our mind that have caused us to not be able to go out there and get abundance. So I'll give you an example in my own life is I was attracting the same kind of guy over and over and over again. Didn't really see it until later down the road. But here's why I found it later when I went into coaching and it's something so simple and so little that happened. So in middle school, and I give this example a lot, so if you heard it, I'm sorry, but in middle school once in seventh or eighth grade, all the girls are hitting puberty, I wasn't, and it was obvious that I was flat chested. And I thought nobody noticed it, but one day one of the popular boys on the bus said, Lindsay, you're as flat as a board. And I felt like everyone was staring at me and laughing. And from that, I gained these beliefs, blocks, whatever you wanna call them, of I'm not beautiful, boys only like curvy girls, I'm not worthy, all of those things. So from that, because I hadn't started to date yet, I thought boys don't like me, boys don't wanna be around me, I'm not beautiful. So even if somebody liked me in return that I liked, I still sabotaged that. I was like, oh no, 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 but I believe that boys don't like me. So even if he does, I'm gonna do some really nasty things and I wasn't doing this on a conscious level, but I'm gonna do these things and then he won't like me anymore. And it will prove 
true my belief that has been wired in my brain. And when I just found that one pattern of that one instance and how I had created that, it was mind blowing. Imagine doing that with so many other things and ways you're blocking abundance. It, 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 it rocked my world and it's gonna, it could rock your world too. Um, it rocks my client's world. Oh my gosh, that's why I've been stuck in my career. Oh my gosh, that's why I've been doing da 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 da. Yeah, it's the mental mind blocks. I'll give you another example. My husband, he grew up basically on the pro- poverty line for a good portion of his life. And yet he is somebody who is highly financially successful, not only for himself, but he is a wealth manager for a firm. And he works with people who have $500,000 or more to invest. I can't give you the name of it because I'm not allowed to go into all that, but yes. So he's doing very well financially and it would not make sense for him to be in the place that he is at, right? Um, He, in essence, did a lot of work, personal development work, just naturally on his own to be able to break some of those barriers of not being the next generation to be on the poverty line or around that or even just broke. I mean, he's what I consider highly financially successful now. Um, But he was still blocking himself. And the way he was is when we got together and we really started to look at our finances and things, he kept saying to me, I want to be able to um, be financially independent by the time I'm 50. So meaning I could retire at any moment and do whatever I want to do. Well, at this point, he's 38, 39, and it was not looking like he was going to hit that. And I said, you have had this dream since your 20s. Like you knew going into this, this is what you wanted and it's not happening and why not? You're making the money. He's like, well, you know, all these things come up and we have to go take this or go buy this or go down. I'm like, no, 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 we don't need any of those things at all. You don't need to be giving us those things. We, we need to make your dreams happen. So in essence, what he was doing is he was blocking himself from that abundance by making some kind of pattern or block in his brain that his worth came from what he gave us. And it was like, no, babe, like we've got to change this. And so in the past few years, what we've done is we've gotten really clear on what our budgets are. Or if you've heard um, the other cleansing your money podcast episode with Ashley, she talked about your happiness allocations, right? Instead of budget. But anyways, we have those and we stick with those. And from those past few years, we have tripled our net worth. And now we're at a place where he's going to likely be able to do that at 50 if he wants to. And he's 42 now, that's in eight years. And we're not talking like we triple our net worth by hundreds or thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars here we have created just by me spotting that pattern in him and saying, no, we're not gonna do that anymore, babe. I love you too much, we're gonna make this happen. And yes, we've had sacrifices. We haven't had a vacation in three flipping years to make this happen. And that was a very conscious choice on our part of this is really important to you. We're going to make this happen. You don't need to give us vacations. We are willing to sacrifice this for you. And so now we're at a place where we can do the vacations again and save the money. And we don't just like do little vacations. We're doing like going to Disney World, staying at the nicest place, doing the crazy awesome things. And that's where again, it's like, woo, wow, look at this abundance, right? But we've had to work up to that. And I just want to tell you these stories to hopefully inspire you because sometimes I do feel like I'm bragging a little bit and thinking, oh gosh, I hope I don't come off as not relatable. I want you to remember, you know, he came from a poverty situation. I never had to come from that, but I certainly did not have a lot of money just five, six years ago. 
you know, I was bringing in a part-time job with only 1300 a month. And then I was getting about that in child support and my mortgage is about 1300 a month. So I was living off of 1300 a month. Now, some of you may be like, wow, Lindsay, that's actually more than what we're making now. And some of you may be like, holy crap, how'd you do that? Everything in some perspective, right? But for me, that was hard. Like that was really, really hard. I had nothing in savings. I had debt from starting my business. Things can change and things can change fast when you allow yourself that abundance. And even sometimes in my mind, I think, well, Lindsay, most of that financial abundance that's coming your way has been because of Jason, because he does make really great money. But then I have to back myself up and say, no, you had some abundance coming into this. You're the one with the house and everything else you brought to the table. And also you're the one that may is making his dreams happen. Yeah. So taking a side tangent there, going back to Look at your mental mind blocks. What is it that's causing you to not get what you want? You know, I have clients all the time that say, after they work with me in my Becoming Unstoppable Woman course, which is all about finding and releasing your mind blocks of, Lindsay, I'm making more money. Lindsay, my relationship's better. Lindsay, you're this. I'm like, yeah, because we figured out the crap that was holding you back from not getting the abundance, right? So please, my God, please go do some mental mindset work. If it's not with me, do it somewhere. But this is just part of our human brain to go and do this stuff. So many people think, well, oh, it's just for people who are, quote, messed up or don't have a great life. No, everybody needs to go do this work because our brains are not forming as children in a way that's logical. Our emotional part of our brain, our amygdala is growing fast and quickly. Our thinking brain is not. And so we build all these things and beliefs in there that just don't make sense and hold us back when they don't need us to hold us back. Okay, so getting off my soapbox there, but that is about number four, those mental mind blocks. That's what's blocking you from abundance, okay? All right, next one that I'm gonna talk about kind of goes off of mental mind blocks and that it's one of the biggest mental mind blocks I see, and that is not feeling worthy. So not feeling like you're worthy or deserving of the abundance coming your way, and so it kind of goes back to like the compliment thing or accepting the gifts of then, you know, pushing them away or self-sabotaging. So it kind of evens out your mentality. So I am kind of the queen of this, I must admit. Um, when I got married to my husband, as I said, he gave me this really great ring and not only that, but our dating experience was just exceptional. I mean, it was really great. Um, he planned really great dates for us. He just treated me so well and he still does in so many ways. And um, it was a lot for me to take in from the crap that I had had before of dating narcissist after narcissist, okay? So when we're getting married, we're planning our wedding, we're planning our honeymoon, and we decided we were going to splurge. We were going to go to Bora Bora, stay in the Four Seasons, like do it right. And it was crazy for me to take that in of, whoa, how have I done this? Like I have never in my life had an experience like that before. Um, it just blew my mind. And I found myself, instead of celebrating it, laying in bed and feeling depressed and feeling like when I was going and planning different wedding things or you know, doing things, it was just, I felt so grouchy. And at the end of the day, I had to do some internal work to really figure out that I didn't feel deserving of that. And a lot of that was my brain was playing, well, you know, you think you're so deserving, but remember that one time when you were mean to that cat and, and that, I mean, I'm talking like little crazy stuff. Remember in college when you were mean to that girl, or do you remember this? You're not worthy and deserving of this. It's a negative inner voice or inner mean girl, right? And I had to go in and figure that out and change it. 
And something that really helps me, and um, I'm gonna suggest if, the, if this is something you're going through, is not only to hire somebody to help you see your mind and find these blocks, of course, but to write out your dream life. If you're just like so far away from your dream life, or if you're close to, this exercise is always great, but write down what it is you want, because that's in essence what I did when I was 24, 25. What is it that I really, really want? And then I had to start to say, I am worthy and deserving of this and more. I am worthy and deserving of this and more. And I would get the um, mental picture of what it is I wanted. I want my family to be like this. I want to feel like this. I want to have a job that makes me feel like this. And oh, I just don't want to feel these things anymore about my past. And that's what I've created. And again, sometimes it's just a mental thing. Our brain needs to know what it is we want and we'll start to attract what it is in our life to get that. It's called manifesting or law of attraction, whatever you want to call it. It really is too just a scientific thing. Make clear what it is you want to your brain and your brain says, okay, I will go do it. But you've got to feel like you're worthy in the process. All right, so do that activity. It really helps. Okay, so we're on our last thing of a way that you could be blocking your abundance. And that goes back to another mental mindset block I see a lot. And that's just not feeling safe, accepted, or loved. So you feel like you have to kind of shy away from your abundance. So I'll give you kind of an example here of how it may have shown up in your life. So this happens a lot of times when people have been hurt in the past. And we've all been hurt in either big ways or little ways. But one example I was just talking to my daughter about, she was saying, um, one of her friends doesn't go to her school anymore and she was recounting a story with her and she said yeah I remember that one time when we saw him here and that I had a sleepover with one of them and the other one said to me well because you had a sleepover with her then I'm having a sleepover with her now and granted they're second third grade you know like that's just little kid stuff but it was kind of weird to me too that some of this stuff has been coming up already with that age group it seems awfully young um, and I told my daughter I said you know, we don't play that kind of game with our friends and it's unfortunate she played that with you, but we don't have competitions or we don't, uh, you know, put other one another down or make others feel bad for their blessings or their joys. And then I kind of went off and I said, you know, Isabella, I hear from a lot of women and I help a lot of women grow and, and change, but we have to look at too and how we're blocking ourselves. And granted, it's a natural biological thing that we want to be in competition with other females because that goes back to wanting the best partner for our, for our, you know, kids. Um, but we're bigger than that now, right? And it's it's not okay anymore to critique and put down other women because we're filling our brain with that crap instead of filling our brain with, hey, how can I cheer her on? How can I be more successful? How can I get more information to get what I want in life? And I said, you know, men do that pretty well. They're really good at like cheering each other on and not being consumed with the petty drama. And I kind of caught myself and I thought, whoa, I need to put that on the podcast. Because how many of us have had a straining moment and somebody's put us down? Either a friend, my a mother, <laughs> my mom, it was like, huh? Um, or maybe it was a male too. But, you know, we get those messages and then we think, oh, it's not safe to do that. Oh, I'm not loved if I do that. Oh, I'm not going to be accepted. Yeah. So then we block it. So what we've got to do is something, uh, a technique I'm actually taking from a book I read recently. And I'm going to tell you this book name is a little grotesque. I hope you don't have kids around. It's called Pussy. And I'm not crazy about the name, to be honest with you, but the content in it was great. 
And one of the things she said in there is about bragging and to start to brag, especially as women, like we need to just own our greatness and say, I brag that I have great hair. I brag that I just gave an incredible presentation. I brag that I partnered with somebody on a workshop recently and it went great. You know, all those things that start coming out of your mouth. And even if you don't want to say it to other people, say it in your journal. I brag that I did da da da. I brag that I did. And that is going to com- increase your confidence and allow you to create some safety. Um, now, I, this isn't stuff you want to give to everybody. People are not in the right headspace to be able to accept that. I am in a Facebook group with um, Julia Wells, and you may remember her from episode five, I believe, of the show called Own Your Power. She really talks about bragging in there. We all brag, and it's a lot of coaches, and you don't have to be a coach to join. But I recently went in there and I bragged and I said, my podcast right now is number 68 on the self-help charts in the US. It's had a 400 and I think 35 number jump in the past week because I'm gaining a momentum in my business. I brag that that's awesome. You know how powerful that felt for me to not only take in that abundance, but then like open up the doors to getting more abundance off of that. That was huge. I used to kind of shy away from that and say, oh, I can't share that or, Ooh, okay, well, this is going great. What else is going to drop now? I, I Just by doing that one little activity, I increased my availability for abundance, right? So those are six ways you maybe block yourself from abundance. It's really important you start to accept that abundance and when it happens, start to integrate it. And this is something, again, I'm taking from Julia. She put recently on one of her Instagram posts, you know, she is traveling the world right now and just going from place to place, kind of working as she goes and She's living it up. Her coaching business is taking off as well. And she is doing things like going and having nice dinner after nice dinner at nice place after nice place. She says, you know, some days it's just like, it's too much. It's too much. And I have to do things like, you know, step back and slow down and and kind of take it in and, you know, take in just the gratitude of it and kind of recap to what has just happened. You know, as I mentioned, I had that workshop last week and the same thing happened to me. Now I did do some self-sabotage of, you know, going to my room and watching the Unabomber documentary, but at the same time, I needed some time to just kind of integrate and slow down and take in, whoa, I just had a moment. Like that was a cool moment. I needed to just take it in. Same with my podcast growing this week of, whoo, all right. I just need to like slow down and just let that simmer for a bit. And two, get grateful in the process. I'm so grateful I have people who listen. I'm so grateful there are more people listening now. I'm so grateful I have a voice. You know, go into that space and you will be able to create even more abundance and then do the things like bragging, figure out your mental mind blocks, accept those compliments, my friends, do that self-care, and you will be on the pathway to living a really abundant life. I will say I do have some even blocks myself of talking about things like abundance. I see in the Christian world, especially with, I believe they call it like prosperity preachers. And Joel Osteen is one of the big ones that people come out and attack and say, oh, that's so dangerous, prosperity preaching and da, 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 da. And I get their point. You know, they talk about um, in the Bible of helping others and things of that sort. And I think there is a balance with it of taking in your prosperity and your abundance and giving back as well. It doesn't mean you're a selfish person to do that. It doesn't mean that there's something bad or nasty about it. Again, it kind of goes back and shakes up some of the societal beliefs of, of, you know, when you are thriving and doing really well and taking care of yourself and accepting abundance, that actually gives you more ability to give back. Now, some people may not do that and that's on their conscience and what they do. But I know I'm in a space now where I'm just thinking, 
okay, as my business continues to grow, how am I going to help people in a different way? What charities am I going to? Yeah, I help my clients, but there are so many people who aren't in the right headspace to work with me and they just need a f- food or they just need um, educa- an education. How am I going to help them? So I'm just going to leave that as you start to simmer about it. Please, please, my friend, you accepting abundance is only going to better your life, obviously, but the lives of everybody else. So take it in, soak it in. It's awesome. Come to this other side with me. It's pretty fun. All right, so that's all I have for you today. If you haven't left a review for the show and you love this one, please go leave a review. I always love reading it. It's either on Apple Podcasts or on Facebook are the best places to go and leave that review. Feel free to email me if you have any questions or just want to give me feedback on this episode. Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y at lindsaypreston.com. Next time on the show, I'm going to be talking to a corporate recruiter from the Fortune 50 company and who has hired over a thousand people in her career about how to rock your resume. So what stands out to a recruiter? Because if you're in a job space, you definitely want to stand out. And even if you're not, she's going to give you some tips to update your resume and make it stand out for if and when you need a new position. And you never know when that abundance is going to come your way. When a friend of a friend says, hey, so-and-so is looking for a position. And you don't want to be in a space where you're having to scramble around and get your resume ready. You want to have it ready to go. All right, so I'll see you on the episode. But until then, my friend, remember, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.